Listen live at tasmaniatalks.com.au. It is Tasmania Talks. Big hour on the way. Sissy Bauer just around the corner. We'll talk to her about all sorts of things. But right now, talking about Danny Gibson. Isn't this a strange situation? We're going to be talking about somebody else, and they don't even know we're doing it. Uh, Janie Finlay's on the line. G'day, Janie. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. We're here to talk about Danny. What do you know about Danny? Got any gossip? <laughs> anything? Anything? Uh, no. <laughs> you know what? I sat in on the council meeting yesterday. It was the first meeting for the new council and I went in because I, you know, I just love Danny and I love the pathways he's taken and his, you know, his courage and his excellence in being elected as mayor. And I just wanted to see him settle into that new role and just to check out the new council and see how it's Just see how it's going, see, see if Janie Finlay approves. Just for people who are new to the area or whatever, you were mayor here from about, what, 2000 and, what was it, 2001 or something? Is that right? 2002, so 20 yep. years ago. Crazy, uh, huh? And you were the youngest mayor in Australia at 20-something, seven? At the time. Yeah, I was early 20s. Oh, actually, wasn't that young. I think I was like 25, 26, something like that. Does that mean that all mayors have to be really old? No, 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 no. And now, since then, there's been far younger um, uh. mayors all across the country. Um, but back then, you know, local government was sometimes a place where older people um, remained. Yeah. Um, but since then, you know, local government has just grown extraordinarily and it's great. It does a lot more than it used to do, isn't it? Before it was just, you know, roads and trees and stuff and that was it, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Well, we can still do more with trees. Yes, <laughs> but, yes. But yes, yeah, no, the, the role of local government has really opened up um, and has been demonstrated by this new council. You know, a really diverse council has been elected by the community um, and the role and the care and the engagement has really you know been broadened out and it's wonderful and it was great to be in the chamber yesterday and to see the new council settle into their role do you think they all know what's going on yet or do they still have that uh, sort of deal with the headlights shone in their faces look oh well I, I can tell you if my experience in parliament's anything to do with it i'm a year and a half in parliament now and i'm a bit deer in the headlights sometimes um but you know what i can tell is from conversations that i've had and people that i've spoken to that they've been on a really great induction program over the last couple of weeks um i did see a couple of people look a little bit stunned around the table but what i also saw was beautiful from the uh re-elected councillors there were some councillors asking questions and you know just getting settled in and the councillors that have been there for a while were really i thought you know gentle and kind in the way Mm. that they were explaining things and um, even the way Danny chaired the meeting, he was really encouraging in his feedback. There were a number of councillors yesterday that stood and spoke for the first time on the first item before council. And that's great because in my time, there were some people that never stood and spoke. Um, yeah, like, and well, it, is, it is daunting. I've stood in there and spoken, not as a councillor, obviously, but for various things. And it's it's bloody terrifying. It's bizarre. There's not many people there. And I mean, well, the, I did it and I was standing there with a the microphone and all these people were gawping at me. And I'm thinking, I'm used to public speaking. I don't care who's listening. Uh, but all of a sudden, I feel absolutely terrified. I'm not sure whether it was the room or the the way it was set up or what. I don't know. Everyone's looking at me and they're all smiling. And you think, as soon as I stop talking, you're just going to ignore me and vote this thing through. And it was very weird. It was a, it was a horrible yeah, experience. But you know what I loved and what I, and what I loved about Danny chairing the meeting in his role as mayor? Mm. And he made it really clear and was very encouraging to councils. You know, the first time is the hardest time. And, you know, mm. once you've done something once, and we all know that, isn't it? Once you do something once, maybe it doesn't quite go to plan. And then you do it again, you do it again. It becomes more natural. Yep. And that's been my approach in the parliament as well. Every time there's an opportunity, I stand and have a go. 
And you sort of learn by doing as much as you can have things explained in induction. But once you give it a go... Um, it, but I feel really of, comfortable and confident about this council. There's some yeah. great people around the table, um, and I know that once they find their feet, they'll work really well together. It's interesting you mentioned some of the older people that, that are still there, or the the, the one the 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 ones that are still there. They got voted back in. We shouldn't call them old, I suppose. Um, compulsory <laughs> voting. Do you think? Do you think the compulsory voting will mean that some of those people that just kind of go in there, vote, and then go back, go away again, and you never hear them for, from one election to the next? Do you think they'll be more inclined to get out and about and, and have their faces seen and do stuff for people? Well, I think it's really clear that the people that have been re-elected are very heavily engaged in the community and very well respected in the community. Yeah, I mean, you've got Danny and Andrea and Alan and Hugh and Tim, um, and they're great contributors and they've been around. Um, and the way that they contribute is really... Um, they're, they're all familiar you know, faces, aren't they, I guess? So, so yeah. I mean, with compulsory voting, though, I mean, the, you can't just have your supporters every time. You've really got to get out there and do stuff. You've got to make sure that people realise that you're working hard for them. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, that's, that's democracy, isn't it? And that's public life as well. We sh- that should always be um, the, the, the minimum standard mm. for, for being able to represent your community. And, like you said, maybe this makes that... Um, more so, I know that the the returns were lifted significantly by this, but not, um, you know, not everybody participated. But it takes a little while to figure that out that this one had actually changed and it was compulsory. Um, but I think the the mix of people that got elected are definitely a broad representation of the you know the mix of people in our community, and that's wonderful to see. That's what you want, isn't it? How how did Danny actually go? Was he? Um, how, what what did he talk about in his speech? You know what I love. Um, so the so what I love is that um, the opening parts of council are, are quite formalised in that first meeting. So it was beautiful to have Auntie Sharon there provide a welcome to country, and wow. Danny uh, very respectfully, and I could tell was um, really appreciated, genuinely appreciated by Auntie Sharon. He um, in reply offered an acknowledgement of country. So that was a beautiful part. I think that's one of Danny's strengths, being very. Um, you know, embracing and genuinely loving of, mm. you know, people in our community. So that was good. And then it, it sort of rocks off pretty fast and pretty hard and you get public question time. Yes. And public question time can be questions just, you know, you don't actually know what's going to come at you. Mm. So it's it a can real be brutal. Your, yeah, it's a real test of your understanding of what's actually going on at the moment and your ability to respond. And he did get some curly questions and he got a number of questions from a number of people and he dealt with it, again, really respectfully. Yeah. Um, I think it's really easy to be defensive when you're being asked questions and, and perhaps be a little bit negative. Yep. Um, but, you know, I th- and I think also, you know, cutting people off if they're a little bit off track um, can sometimes be counterproductive to allowing people to have their say and then they feel like they've been heard. Mm. Um, so I was really impressed with how he managed that at the beginning of the meeting and then also how he um, moved through into the planning authority and both encouraged but provided feedback to the councillors on their contributions. It's interesting um, that the planning... planning I was going to say, it's interesting that the planning authority was, I believe, I think, one of the first things that the uh, induction classes covered, which I sort of thought, you know, I thought that was only a, a fairly, you know, minor part of what council did, but they chose to make it almost the first no. thing that was done. Am, am I right in I that? I mean, I think, yeah, I think legally... Um, there's a lot of responsibility and technical responsibility at, when you sit as a planning authority. And it's not often well understood in the community and yeah. therefore not well understood by new members 
um, because you might have feelings about something, but it's actually the the technical framework that you have to make the decision within. And so I think it is really important and great that they did do that induction straight up. And it will take time. You know, the planning the planning scheme is complex. Um, decisions are always quite varied. Mm. I know that they made a change straight up where we go. We used to go on this thing called the bus trip when oh, you yes. go and visit the development sites. Mm-hmm. And it used to be on the day of the meeting. Um, and they brought that back a whole week in advance. And that's a great improvement because it means you get to go out on site, see what people are talking about are concerned about, see what the development's about, and then consider that and ask questions of the officers before it comes to the table. Yep. Yep. Um, and it is really important. You know, development's important for our economic growth, um, for the livability of the city. I, I, could, I could be awkward at this point and say if you're, if you're making decisions purely based on uh, legal frameworks, what's the point of the bus? Does it matter if you go and look at something? Because you, you're going to well, have to go back and make that decision based on... I'm, I'm just being awkward now, but... Uh... No, 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 that's not awkward. It's a great question. There are actually degrees of... Um, this sort of provision in the scheme for reasonableness, so measures of reasonableness. So okay. um, there are areas of discretion where it might be that this is the rule, but if it doesn't meet the rule, then there's an, a, an allowable threshold of consideration. And it's pretty much only those matters, um, development applications. There's some degree of discretion. Yeah, yeah. Or have got discretions that go to the table. Yeah. So something that comes to the table comes to the table because it's tricky. Um, okay. A lot of things happen under delegation in the organisation. And those tricky ones, the councillors get to make the decision within the parameters of those discretions. How uh, often... Is it reasonable that... Yeah. Sorry. Oh, is it reasonable that this discretion is applied? I, I'm, I'm cutting you off because there's a, there's a delay on the phone. Is how, how often would you expect, based on your experience, for these new councillors to have to, by law, vote in something that is absolutely horrible? Just as a warning to them. Um, how often did it happen well, it to you? Depends, it depends what the definition of absolutely horrible is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, we all know that some of the things that council will approve is just bloody disgusting. Some, some of it is just horrible. Um, so, I mean, it's... I know in my time at council, there mm-hmm. were times where um, council would make the decision to refuse an application with the intention that it would go back to the developer yeah. and for the community to negotiate an outcome or maybe look and see if there were... Mm. Um, a different approach that could be taken. It didn't happen very often, but it might have happened once or twice a year. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And that would be bigger developments, I suppose. Some, something that's going to change the look no, of the whole often, place. Often the tricky ones are this, uh, you know, not always big developments. It could be um, that there's a, you know, a small community or a small streetscape or a heritage streetscape that's having a small detail amended mm. and, you know, there's different ways of approaching it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so not always a big development. Yeah, interesting. Do you think this new council, just to finish up, is going to be unified or divisive? What do you reckon? Are they a friendly lot? No, my, you know, one of the reasons why I went yesterday is I just wanted to see how it felt. Yeah. Um, and my feeling is, and having spoken to a few of the councils now, I've seen them at a few different events and functions around since the, since the election, um, is that it's going to be a unified council. And I think Danny is going to be really committed to working with each of the individual councillors to bring out their strengths. Yep. Um, to help them understand responsibilities and things as they come up that are new. But, it, you know, everyone at that table clearly are motivated, um, passionate about the city and motivated to do well. So I think it's going to be a great council. Yep, excellent stuff. And Danny, of course, is a good peacemaker, isn't he? I think he's probably very good at negotiating and 
settling people's Absolutely. opinions and settling people down, I suppose. Absolutely. We value your opinion, Janie Dickinson. You're in there, or Janie Finlay. See, look at that. I'm calling you your old name. Sorry about I knew it was going to slip out at some point. Just comes out. Janie Finlay, of course, member for Bass, um, Labor member for Bass. Thank you for your opinion. It's interesting to see and uh, probably catch up again next year. Are you doing anything for Christmas exciting? Uh, you know what? It's very much out of my nature to 100% switch off, but I have submitted my intention to take a bit of leave over summer. Yep. Um, so it's not going to be exciting. I'm going to have a very dull and boring and restful Christmas New Year, and I'm looking forward to it. Sounds like pure bliss. Talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Bye. <laughs> That's Jenny Finlay. Listen live at tasmaniatalks.com.au.